Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your hosts. I am Pastor David. We got James. And we got my lovely bride, Sandria. Hello, everyone. I am uh, pretty excited about her getting on on here because she always tells me no. And then uh, so we needed a a backup hitter and she's going to slide in. I think she has some pretty good points of view sometimes. Sometimes. Um, sometimes I agree, sometimes <laughs> I don't, but most of the time I do. So uh, mm-hmm. I think y'all, you guys will enjoy her point of view. Um, she's the smartest person I know. So there you go. No yeah. pressure. How you guys been doing? I've been pretty all right. Yeah, everything's yeah. good. Yeah, everything's good. Looks like we're going to get a bunch of rain tomorrow, cold and rain again. So here we go. We're we're right in the middle of our winter in Houston, which means it's cold and well it's raining and then it's like cold in the mornings and the hot in the afternoons yeah. yeah yeah i was kind of bummed that the uh that it wasn't as cold like this cold and just that it took so long to get this right cold. and uh so i'm actually kind of happy because we didn't really have a winter yet yeah no so we'll have like six weeks of this and then it'll be summer yeah yeah which is not terrible i guess but yeah everything is everything's good and i think that um We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're staying busy. I know the school districts. School districts are staying busy. Um, you, you guys planning any like spring break vacations or any vacations this year? Um, well, me and Tara are wanting to go to. There's this festival in California. It's like a clay festival um, called Encica, which is apparently like a big deal in the clay world, and it's sometime in March. So. We're wanting to go to that. Tara's really wanting to go to that. And we've been wanting to go to California at some point anyway, just because we've never been. Right. Go see the Redwoods and all that kind of stuff. That's what I th- one thing I do want to see um, in California is the Redwoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's northern California, right? Well, they're all over, um, which I didn't realize until I started looking into it. But, um, you know, they just, like, go up the coast. So okay. you can go to, like, a ton of different national forests and they'll have them. I always like thought like Redwoods was like Northern California and that was it. I think they're more prominent up there. Yeah. Like you're not going to, I don't think you're going to get them down by like the Mexican border, but right. you know, you, there's a lot of area that has them. So of course I could be totally wrong about that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was the case. So I probably could be totally wrong with what, what I'm about to say too, but isn't it like the, the Redwoods is when they have this like crazy, like a uh, root system and then roots like travel miles on miles and they're all intertwined together that's just like the forest in general yeah i'm pretty sure so we're gonna both talk about biology now and i don't think either one (laughs) (laughs) i'm out not my area uh, did you watch that there was a netflix doc it's probably still out um called uh some it was something about mushrooms uh magic uh I, I was on Netflix. I haven't seen it. No. Okay. Well, it, it has some kind of clever title. I can't remember. But it was all about just mushrooms. And, yeah. Because there's the world of mushrooms is apparently like, like it's huge. Yeah. yeah. The different types of mushrooms and all this stuff. And it was just talking about fungus in general. I'm making this sound really stupid, but it was a really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I understand is they communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they com- they talk to each other and then um and they they they're connected on for miles underground like you were saying and mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, just fungus, fungus, all different types of fungi in general. Yeah, and then like if there's a – Right, if there's a predator, um, like if one gets eating, uh, eaten, the yeah. other ones can turn to, to be real like sour tasting so that the whole thing Yeah, they like talk to each other yeah. basically like that. Sending so. a signal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and they, and they interact with the plants, with the trees, and it's, it's a weird – it's interesting. Supposedly – and I haven't seen it. I think I just heard some other people talk about it, but – they're also like the closest plant form to humans. Yeah, I don't know. the way they their biology is, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, I wish I could actually remember the name of that thing. Yeah, so it's like, a, you know that show about the mushrooms. Yeah, Steve Quayar. If you're out there, you, yeah, I know you'll you'll let us know. Yeah, he, he's always he's our fact checker all the time. Uh-huh. So. Uh, <laughs> Steve always get. I I normally can't remember anything, so he's always there to help me out. So, all right. Well, you know, let's just jump right into our 
Culture Corner. Culture Corner. Pastor Caesar ain't here today, so there ain't no fake rapping going on. No rapping at all. No rapping at all. I, I it's going to so. be real rapping because Sandra's here. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, so we'll make it up uh, later, maybe. Um, all right. What you got, James? So I got a story about um, there's this Louisiana guy who um, he sells in- – he owns an insurance company. And uh, so he gets phone calls all the day, all day from like anonymous people. And so he got one and it ended up being one of those like scam phone calls from uh, the dude was in some place in Africa that was calling him. And uh, but when the guy answered the phone, he said that he could just uh, he could just tell that the dude was in like a lot of pain and it was just going through a bunch of stuff. But the guy's trying to sell him like fake gift cards or something. Oh, wow. And so the guy was like uh, the Louisiana guy. I don't remember any of the names in the story. So forgive me. Boudreaux. It's not. No, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> typical like that. Otherwise I'd probably remember. Uh, but anyway, so the guy's like, uh, he's like, Hey man, you're scamming people. Uh, you should stop that. Why don't you call me back when you get off work? And uh, so the African dude calls him back uh, later, and long story short, they end up, like, striking up a relationship with each other, and they uh, – they t- that was, like, five years ago, and now they're – they, like, FaceTime all the time and stuff. And, wow. Uh, the uh, – so he – the Louisiana guy said that the African dude, after that initial phone call, never asked him for any money or anything ever again, uh, but the Louisiana guy was, like, trying to help him out. And uh, he said the stuff that he would ask for was, like, mosquito nets and, like, malaria medicine and all that kind of stuff. And so he did send him some of that stuff uh, over the years. Um, And then the African dude's brother got some kind of scholarship to go to college in uh, Washington, D.C. And so he he went over there and – over the Christmas break, he didn't have anywhere to go, so he drove down to Louisiana and uh, had Christmas with the dude, with the oh, Louisiana wow. guy. That's cool. And uh, anyway, they just struck up this cool relationship. And so the Louisiana guy, he um, he grew up uh, in poverty, ended up in foster care at some point, and just had like a rough upbringing and all. And so he said that whenever the scammer guy called him initially he could just tell that that dude had a bunch of stuff going on and so just offered to talk with him and help him out and it that's what ended up happening wow, wow. i think that's a you know a good lesson for us as as christians to to really think about like so many times that you know of course we get hit with those calls all the time right yeah you know so you when you you get in you're like just whatever and hang up on them mm-hmm. or you're so frustrated with the you know the homeless guy on the corner um, or, you know, there's people that are always begging for money or whatever. I think, it, you know, it's a, it's a good lesson for us to learn is not not all of them are intended to be bad, yeah. right? Some of them, you know, in places like, you know, Africa or or Liberia, Liberia, Liberia? Siberia? Liberia, Liberia. The library? Libra- Liberia, Liberia. Oh, Liberia. 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 Yeah, that's a a real place. There you go. Liberia. Um, Like these people are just trying to make it, right? Like, and uh, in that case, like that's a job opportunity for them. You know, they don't want to scam people, but at the same time, they do want to provide for their family. Mm -hmm. But it's an opportunity for us as Christians to get back to what I was saying. to take case by case with people and just be able to be there and, and uh, to mentor them. I'm not trying to say get scammed by anybody or anything like that, no. but pro uh, scams. Yeah, yeah, I'm pro <laughs> scam. <laughs> uh, but You're just start the, getting all kinds of phone calls, right? <laughs> I was going to start blowing up. Yeah, his this number, one. by the way. <laughs> call. <laughs> uh, but just to take time with people and try to see the good in them to see how we can help and how we can be there for. Um, you know, the people around us and, and not just be so fast to judge. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, pretty interesting. Uh, you can, you can build relationships. Some of the, the craziest relationships, right. Is, um, as, uh, you know, stuff like that. We were just having dinner with a, uh, a few couples, uh, some friends of ours. And, uh, one of them just met possibly pretty, pretty certain his, uh, half sister after, well, she's 30, 39? 39. She's 39, and he's 47, I think. 
and all through that 23 and me oh, uh, type really? deal. So yeah. they didn't know that the other one existed. Mm, no, no, she's been she's been doing her research for 10 years. Wow. And she just found her siblings. Her siblings. That's crazy. Yeah, and she's like you know, track names and different things from North Carolina all over. And, you know, a lot of them were dead ends. And it took her 10 years yeah. to, to find out and to find out that she was a mile and a half a, away, a mile and a half oh, away. From her that's, father. that's funny. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. So, and uh, he had just came from there uh, meeting her for the first time. And yeah. uh, so it's pretty interesting. There's all kinds of relationships out there that, you know, that we can, you know, really impact in, in people's lives. So, yeah. Anyways, I got a story, uh, at least 29 people in Liberia, Liberia, <laughs> including 11 children and a pregnant woman have died in a crowd ru- rush of worshipers. Mm. Um, Isn't Travis Scott playing another show? <laughs> this was actually a, a, a Christian worshiper uh, worship uh, ceremony uh, that was in a densely populated place in Liberia. And uh, they said that as this was going on, a, a gang of thugs armed with knives um, came in and began to like threaten these people, which, which caused this rush of people. And stampedes of uh, and almost thirty people dying. Why were the? Did you say why the people were threatening them with? Knives? It didn't say. It did say that one has been arrested and the investigation is going on. So it didn't say Sad. if they were like trying to rob them or something. Or no, it just didn't say. It just they said those arm were uh, with uh, knives. Um, about nine nine o'clock on a Wednesday night, they were just having their midweek service and. Yeah. And I'm sure there was something going on. You know, in places like that in the world, they just yeah. pull up on a scooter and a machete. Yeah. You know, it's just like they they just get personal with it, you know. Yeah. In America, you're just like a drive-by. You never see yeah. who you're shooting or whatever. You shoot it in the house. No, they just pull up with you and just machete style. Yeah, that's tough. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> she said that is terrible. This is, this is so much more interesting with Sandra. <laughs> it's usually just Caesar. Just, yeah, Caesar just know, like leads into it. Yeah, I'm machetes. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, yes. I mean, I think that, you know, when we, when we look at places like this, when they're just having their, you know, trying to have a, me- a midweek service, uh, and then you just have – Machete swinging thugs coming up on your worship service. You know, here we are um, in our services, and we have the, you know, the comfort and all the comforts, all the comforts <laughs> of you know. This is an outside service, first yes. of all, mm-hmm. in yes. Liberia. Is that in Africa somewhere? I don't know. I don't know Probably, where Liberia yeah. is. Um, Sounds right to me. Yeah. So um, somewhere in, over there, and. We have police outside, you know, keeping our cars and our kids protected. And here, here, here we are, twenty nine people, eleven children, and a pregnant woman is mm. is pretty devastating, right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, we just got to keep praying for these people and not uh, taking, you know, things for granted here in America. We continue to take things for granted here in America, and and um, uh, I, don't, I don't think a lot of times that we really. Appreciate appreciate it. You know, I think we yes. understand it. You know, but we don't appreciate it. Yeah. So when we talk about oh, people that are poor here in America, they're the our poor people are rich in other countries. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, a lot of our uh, less fortunate people that you know are homeless or whatever, they don't. Uh, Ours, they have cell phones. Yeah. You notice that? Like, our homeless people have cell phones. You don't see that in other parts of the world. I heard this stat the other day. Um, I think it was, like, in a Jordan Peterson video or something where he was talking about, um, you know, people always talking about, like, the one, the wealthy 1%, this yeah. and that, the 1%. And, all. and he was saying, well, if you take – if you're talking about the 1% of the entire planet Earth – said, if you make over, it's like $30,000 a year, you're in the 1%. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so most of those people are like, the 1% are making like 80 grand a year or whatever. And it's like, you're far in the 1%. Yeah. So. That's right. Yeah, if you take the whole world and count. Yeah. We were just listening to um, 
Oh, the Tesla guy. What's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. They they were asking him, you know, how do you feel like you're sitting up here and you're worth billions of dollars and and you know with with uh, just a small percentage of that would cure uh, world hunger. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Come up with the plan, and I'll write the check." Yeah. And they still haven't came up with a plan, yeah. you know, because it's not a there's there's, there's it's not about money, uh-huh. you know. So much so much of that stuff is is uh, it's not about writing a check, but it's about the way people fundamentally think, mm-hmm. you know. Because you can't you can't go in a third world country and go, okay, here's a billion dollars and give it to their their government. Mm-hmm. We're gonna finish, you know. We're gonna knock out. Yeah, you know, world yeah. hunger in your area, they're going to pocket it, yeah. you know, and their people mm-hmm. are still going to be poor. So it's not about right. You seen, you seen any of those videos of like some of those Middle Eastern countries where like, it's like the prince owns all the oil and mm-hmm. they're just like sitting in these palaces uh, or yeah. there's that one gold covered toilets and airplanes. That one and of stuff. The famous um, freeway. That's like, um, goodness, it's like 10 lanes wide or something like that. But, the country like nobody can afford to drive so there's no cars on it oh, wow. oh, and, it's, and it's like the most expensive freeway or something it's just like for it. their uh what do they drive over there their range rovers yeah just for the prince's range rovers yeah his gold-plated range this, rover. there was a story there was just like range rovers like were like several of them were sitting on the edge of the um the freeway uh-huh. and the reporter was doing a report and they found out who it was and was this prince. And um, they were just like, why is your Range Rover sitting on the side of the freeway? They go, oh, they ran out of the gas. <laughs> and he was just like, okay. He goes, yeah, we just called my helicopter and they came and got me. They, they were, what about the Range Rover? Oh, no, those ran out of gas. It's just like, you're not even going to go no rescue. Useful to me. Yeah, yeah they don't have gas in them. What am I supposed to do? Golly. Golly. All right, I got a song for y'all today. Evan Kraft, Javi. Gavi. And, I mean, Gavi. Gavi. Javi. Um, and Sam Riviera. And I, I, I played this song today because my wife's in here because y'all know I love them Latinas. <laughs> Si tuvieras fe, como un grano de mostaza, y eso lo dice el Señor. Si tuvieras fe, como un grano de mostaza, y eso lo dice el Señor. Si tuvieras fe, es un amor que llega a mi corazón, yeah. Fear is just a script on me, now I know that. You more things are possible, todo lo puedo en tu amor. Si tuvieras fe, llama cada mes.
Evan Craft featuring Gavi and Sam Riviera. What's that? What's the name of it? Montana? Montana. Oh, Montana. <laughs> yeah, exactly what know. you said. Montana means mountain. Mountain, so. okay. All right, I'm feeling it. That's exactly what I thought the whole song was about, was mountains. Yeah, for sure. It's if about it, having faith. There you go. Yeah, that's what, exactly, that's what I was thinking. Faith yeah. of a, as small as a mustard seed, basically. So when I heard, heard this song on the radio, there was a lot more English in it, right? No. No? Okay. Yeah. You just know more Spanish than you I, think. I, yeah, because I, I knew it was about mountains. I heard it start, and I was like, oh, it's in Spanish, and I kind of like, Stop trying to understand what it was saying, and then they just throw in an English phrase every once in a while. Maybe that's do why all it, they just cry. And I was like, "Oh, wait, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, back, back engaged." Okay, <laughs> maybe that's what I thought. They throw a couple words in there, and white people stay engaged. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for them to throw another one. So are they going to do another one? The song oh, is that possible? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, the song is super good. The video, I mean, not as good as the song. I agree. Yeah. It's not bad. No, it's not terrible. It, it's got two and a half million views, though. Yeah, like, but it's because Gavi's in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fair. That's always bu- that always kind of bums me out when I see something. It's not a bad video. It's a yeah. good video. But it's I've seen terrible. plenty of better videos. Right. And this video's got two and a half million views. Right. And then I've seen, like, really super cool, interesting videos it's that are really well done. But don't have yeah, a Gavi like, on it. Yeah, they got yeah. like see Gavi's uh he's on Reach Records that's the crazy out uh, yeah. record label mm-hmm. so you automatically get those millions of views from from, yeah. from that you know Reach yeah uh, that's why those guys can charge what they charge to do features because mm-hmm. you're gonna get two million views yeah so yeah pretty interesting song but so I wanted to play out I play that for all my Latinas out there mate all of them all of them <laughs> uh, you know all the ones that listen to them, uh, listen to us we have a lot of the, Hispanic listeners out there, all the way from Mexico, all all of those. So, shout out to Mexico, y'all came back in last month and uh, or the, or this month. So we're we're excited about you guys sticking with us and coming back in. So I got my mom on. Uh, she got a new phone. Oh she yeah, was, uh, I was over there the other day because my my uh, the the heating element in my dryer broke. Okay. So the dryer runs, but it doesn't dry. Yep. Uh-huh. And I found that out because I started it before I went to bed, and then I got up and, and took my work clothes out to wet. go to work, and they were still wet. Ooh. So I did. That was fun. Yeah. But uh, I went, so I had to do a load of laundry over there while I was waiting for the part to come in the mail, and uh, she was she was like, "Hey, don't get mad if I I'm going to ask you a question again." And I've 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 asked you a few times, and uh, but I got a new phone, and, so, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, what's up?" And she's like, "How do I? How do I get to the podcast? Um, how? Because I went to, I, I tried to go to the website, and the, I was like, just let me see your phone, Mom. I'll put. Anyways, she's got the Podbean app. All right, turns out so pulled that up on her home screen. There you so go. One of these days, she's going to start listening to this now. Hopefully, well, she, you know, she, she pulled it up. She said, "Oh my gosh! Oh, this has so and so. Oh, that I would like to hear that." And she's like scrolling. Oh yeah, good, she's going to start binging all <laughs> yeah. those podcast shows. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I guess that was the weekend of helping the uh, older generation get technologically savvy because we were at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. They got a uh, Fire Stick. Oh yeah, that was and so funny. And so we finally set them up on their TV, and my dad's eyes were like so big because yeah. he was like i can watch all this yeah. and we're like yeah you just mm-hmm. select well, the, it this is the problem though he got a fire stick for christmas they don't have internet <laughs> <laughs> well. so you can't use fire stick with that internet right <laughs> and uh so we got it hooked up to their phone so you had to give them an internet subscription too well, <laughs> well maybe we're, we're, we're trying to patch we're, here we're trying to get it so we got it hooked up to their phone right now Hot but then stuff. yeah yeah so yeah. then we find out that they don't have unlimited data. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we have, like, half the show. <laughs> we have a few hurdles to overcome, but they're getting there. They're Their getting there. phone plan's probably, like, 10 bucks but a month. But my dad got all yeah, nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got all nervous when we were switching the HDMI and getting him back on the regular. He was like, no! He was like, no, where did it go? Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> because we got him on ESPN Deportes. Deportes. Or, Deportes or whatever. It had all the soccer on there, and he yeah, was just like... 
What? <laughs> what? So much football? Yes, yes. I was like, you are not going to sleep tonight. You're going to binge watch all the deportes. Yeah, and they're going to have like a $2,000 phone bill because yeah. he's been watching yes. too much soccer. Because yeah, you know the, the bill's like a crazy amount once they go over oh, like yeah, three yes. eggs or no, something. No, we untethered them before yeah. we left, and my mom doesn't know how to connect all that back and so <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah. hey shout out to everybody that listening to that uh pastor and new falls podcast uh thanks for coming in man y'all really supporting that guy uh he's doing a lot of good things for the church man and um he's got a he's got a good following um on that one um and then when my cousin and uh my cousin and uh mckenna came in their podcast is killing it. i don't know what they're doing out there in Cornland, nebraska but they're uh they're, they're under snow, it. I'm sure, right now. That's true. Yeah, they're probably, yeah, probably eight foot eight under. Eight feet. No corn. So shout no out corn. to you guys, <laughs> Pastor Steven and Don and McKenna up there in uh, Nebraska. Uh, thanks for checking in and sharing y'all's podcast and us getting more views. So we appreciate it. All right. I uh, We mentioned it in uh, a previous podcast, and I just got to think about it a little bit. And... My question is, what does it mean to be a authentic Christian? And is being that type of Christian boring? I think, okay, authentic Christian would be uh, um, if you're going to be an authentic Christian, I think you got to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. First of all, you got to yep. believe that He died and rose again. Um, you got to accept the Bible as the inspired word of God. Uh, what was the second half to your question? And is it boring? Oh, no, it's not boring. It's not boring. Not at all. No, I don't think so. I have a lot of fun. Yeah. You well, have fun? it's really tough. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I have fun all the time. Yeah, it's, it's really tough what? What's really tough? Being an authentic Christian is very – it's a difficult pursuit. Yeah. Um, is it – is being authentic difficult or is being trying to reach the pinnacle of what God wants for you in your life? Yeah, I guess what I mean is so God's got his plan for you, you know, whatever that is for you. And it it never involves things that you can do on your own. So it's all stuff that you've got to rely on him to do, and you're going to go through all sorts of trials and stuff that's going to make you stronger to get you to that next step that he's got for you. And it's all, like, it's not just roses. And no. it's always it's always sounds good, like, well, we'll let, you know, I'm going to trust in God, let him take care of it and all. But through that whole process of doing that is, like, a very difficult, painful process a lot of times. Yeah. So it's not boring <laughs> by any means. Yeah, uh, I think I think one thing I don't want to get people kind of twisted on is like it's not about perfection. And I think a lot of times when when we're on that journey that you're talking about that we yeah. get wrapped up in um thinking that we have to be perfect on mm-hmm. the journey. Yeah. Right? And that's where I think when people get to that position where they're like, man, the Christianity is not fun. I can't do anything and all that because they're on such this pressure of having to feel like they got to be perfect. And if they mess up, then it's, they got to start from the beginning again and start over and all those things. Um, so what would you say about that whole piece of it? Like trying to stay on the narrow path that God has set us on, but at the same time, don't let, the journey be a weight. Yeah, and that's important because you can get feel weighed down with all of the rules because all of a sudden it becomes about I can't do this and I can't do that and I have mm-hmm. to give up who I was, um, whatever that may be, because for everyone it looks different. Yeah, but um, you can be weighed down with um, the legalistic side of things and mm-hmm. instead of more focusing on the relational side of things yeah. just building that relationship with God getting to know him spending time in his word doing those little things that will then 
cause the change to happen naturally without having to focus on I have to stop everything. So then now my life is just I can't even leave this room because. Yeah. yeah, if I go outside if and I, I see a pretty there, girl or whatever. Out there. Yeah, yeah there's sin, sin every, mm-hmm. t- every time you turn around. And for a baby Christian, when you first give your life to the Lord, you know, the relationships you have with others, you know, and generally are not church relation type. Yeah. You know, people mm-hmm. or if you're with a girlfriend or a boyfriend and you've crossed certain lines or, you know, whatever that may be, there's a, it's a it does feel like a huge weight. Or even like you, you would say more simple stuff, but even like uh, practical things like I'm going to read my, you know, I'm going to read a chapter a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you get through a chapter and then you have no clue what you're reading or and then you're kind of, okay, then I'm I'm on that seven chapters this week. I did it and then you miss a couple of days and you're just like, ah, now it becomes a burden on your life instead of maybe reading four or five verses and really understanding what those four or five verses m- mean yeah. instead of reading reading the Bible as a novel. Uh, and then kind of just getting through goals that were set instead of letting the the word be an inspired truth in your life. Yeah. So, um, so we have living out the gospel, right? Living out the gospel is the, the number one thing about being an authentic Christian. Um, not trying to be perfect. Um, and then the third one for me would probably be. Um, obeying the commandments yeah. of the word, you know, not necessarily obeying the Ten Commandments, but I think that, that when you when you truly get in a relationship with God, there's a lot of things that you're going to want to do for God because He's naturally because He's what He's done for you, right? Because that's how our human relationship is, mm-hmm. right? Even with our wives and stuff. Oh, she did this for me, so I'm not going to do that for her. You know, or whatever it may be. So naturally, you're going to have those those things that you want to do for God. But at some point, you're going to be in a position where it doesn't really matter. What, like God has already done what He's going to do. Like He He has your purpose set out for you. Uh, he's already died on the cross for you. He's going to save you. You're going to go to heaven. He's going to all those things and your past and future sins. He's already forgiven all of those things. So at some point, the relationship falls on more because you did I will. Yeah. Uh, which is the Bible even talks about a lot of those. Um, if you, I will, you know, Mm -hmm. but at some point you do it because you're, you're, um, you're in love, right? Um, even with your relationship with your wife, just stop and get her flowers because you love her and you want to put a smile on her face or, or you, you want a reward later. I mean, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, could be why you're getting the flowers. It could be, or because you messed up yesterday. Ooh, that could be too. Yeah, um, but at some point you you want to you want to do things for God because He is God. Yeah, you know. Uh, so and there's a lot of things in the Bible that we have to obey just because who we who who He is. Yeah, and I think uh, you're talking about being authentic. I think another bullet point is, uh, especially I guess any generation has their own version of this of like basically adding on to the gospel or kind of tweaking it to fit the culture of the time. Um, and I think if you're being authentic, you're, you've got to accept the word of God for what it is and what it says and not change it to fit the culture around you. Like as in, <clears throat> like you were talking about with dating, um, you know, let's say you're not a Christian, you're dating, probably having sex before marriage, and then you get, uh, you believe in Jesus Christ now, you want to change your relationship I've seen tons of people where they'll, you know, they'll twist some verses or whatever, be like, oh, well, it's probably okay, actually, because of this and that, and da da da. And to me, that's not being an authentic Christian, changing the Bible to fit your life instead of changing your life to fit the Bible. And I was actually just teaching on that a couple weeks ago that how we get into our Bible and then we cut pieces out of it, you know, and we, and we chop up the verses and we're like, oh, man, this fits really good in this area mm-hmm. of my life. And then this fits really good in the area of my life. And then what happens is um, because we're only taking certain parts of the Bible and certain pieces of the, of the verses, then what happens when when the promise that God has for you, now you're only getting a partial promise mm-hmm. because you only took a 
part of the, of the yeah. truth. Yeah, right. If you get it at all, I guess. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I think that you know, in spite of us, God's a good God. Yeah. You know how many how many churches have you seen where the pastors failed, but the church was mm-hmm. still strong? Yeah. You know, so I think a lot of times, in, in spite of us, that God can God will continue to do His work no matter. Uh, who's in the position? Yeah. If he's called that that church to do certain things, he's going he's going to do it. Um, so how how do you feel like if it's not about perfection? How do we go about obeying the the the, the commands that God is telling us in the in the kind of the because that's what people say, right? Is like, man, there's so many rules and regulations to 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 Christianity. How do I do that? But still not like always uh, like reaching for perfection, but at the same time still have fun. Yeah. Do you want to do this one, Sandy? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that if you're talking from a, a baby Christian perspective or someone who's been in the faith, I think it's, it's different depending on where your walk is, your experiences, the things that you have, put into the relationship. So first and foremost, if you're if you're new to to the faith or new to giving your heart to the Lord, you know, discipleship is key for us older, you know, Christians, people who've been walking this walk out to help people like that to understand, you know, it's baby steps and that We've all failed, and that's why sharing your testimony is so important so that others mm-hmm. can learn from what you've gone through and, and kind of how you've uh, walked through some things that other people have gone through. So, um, And also just being there to have those conversations and talk things out, and you know, they're not going to know the Bible from beginning to end, but you can kind of guide them and lead them through different things and having those Bible studies. I remember— as a young Christian, you know, staying up till one, two o'clock in the morning, just talking about the the scriptures and, and asking those questions, having those places where you can have those conversations. That's why Sunday school is so important. That's why, yeah. you know, having those small groups, small and, groups and mm-hmm. those kinds of things, because in the in in Sunday service, you're not going to be able to have the, that conversation that discourse happened. Try to raise your hand and ask Pastor yeah. a question in the middle yeah. of his message. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's just, I've seen it done. Yeah, it's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> you know? it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't go well. But but having those opportunities to be able to have those conversations and say, okay, you know, all I'm getting out of this is don't drink, don't cuss, don't party, don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't. Don't have fun. Don't have fun. Yeah, no fun. You know, um, but just being able to share and and. I think the key is discipleship to bring someone in under your wing and, you know, bring them along to new uh, ministry opportunities, things that they would normally volunteer to go do. But if you invite them and take them with you, then they they have those different experiences and get to see, you know, God impacting other people's lives. And just it's a new kind of fun. Yeah, I would say um, a, a lot of those people that are concerned when they think like there's too many don't do this don't do this i can't have any fun um they don't understand the joy of the lord <clears throat> and so it's tough to understand until you've experienced it um kind of like like peace and like the grace of god like all that kind of stuff if you haven't experienced god in that way at all it's tough to understand it um but once you do you understand that it's better than whatever you were doing before and uh, you talk about, you know, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do this and that. It's not like like there's plenty of ways to have fun that aren't involved in just screwing up your psyche <laughs> and right. stuff. And, right. to, you know, um, but, yeah, it's just I think a lot of it is just they just don't understand what is the joy of the Lord. How is like how do I live my life in joy? Because a lot of times the reason they're doing a lot of that stuff is because they don't have that joy in their life in the first place, you know, they're trying to fill it up. And then that's like the little pleasure that they have. And you're saying you can't do that anymore. It's, you know, so you could see why it would be uh, tough, I guess, yeah. to convince them. That's, that's actually got a really good point because, um, so they're looking at it through ignorance, right? Not yeah. because, not because they don't want to or whatever, just because of the experience. Yeah. Their, their whole life has been taught a, hey, 
especially you know and if you, if you if you heard um brother Jimmy's podcast of a few weeks ago when he was talking about uh about the drinking and things going on early early on him doing drugs like 8 or 9 years old you know some crazy crazy stuff like early on that was instilled in his life this is norm this is the normal and this yeah. is how you have fun on Friday nights the boys come over and we drink until we can't drink no more mm-hmm. and those type of things so when you take the symbol of whatever it is out mm-hmm. then what are you left with right yeah but <clears throat> i know that for us when when we went to um I think we were just talking about this the other day when we went to Florida we went on one of those um uh dinner cruises dinner cruises right yes. okay. and there was a dj there and he was like pumping his music or whatever and everybody was in the the little dance place and they were drinking and having fun david took his shirt off <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that time not that time <laughs> Uh, but you know, we we had fun. We were yeah. we didn't go inside the club part of it, but we was you know we would we dance, and I guess you could say we were dancing. But we was bobbing our heads and kind of moving to the music and all that stuff. That's normally what my dancing is, anyways. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I had the little white boy dance going, and um, <laughs> but we were having a good time. We didn't have you know the lady come by and fill our our, our sodas up or whatever. Um, but we still was able to do the same thing that they were doing, mm-hmm. uh, having a good time, listening to good music, enjoying the scenery and all those things, but without the mind-altering things that they were having to do to get there, you know? Yeah. And that is because that we live in joy. We live in grace and different things like you're talking about. So yeah. um, I think that's a, the, the very, a very good point. Um, when Go ahead. I was going to say that just reminds me at my job a lot of times. I work in kind of a high-stress situation a lot, and people always say to me, because their way of going home and relaxing is I have some wine, you know. or the bathtub or, the wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. having the wine and all that, and I and I'll, I get these weird looks when I say, well, I don't drink, and they're like, how do you do this job and not drink? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. This, this job drives you to drinking, and I'm just like, I don't need that. You know, I have... I just pray about stuff. I let God have my, you know, whatever's stressing me out or, and they just look at me like I'm speaking some foreign language. Mm -hmm. Like I don't even understand. Well, this is what I was saying. It's really tough. It's takes more effort, you know, to live most things that are worth doing. Like they're, they're more difficult. So when you're talking about living, uh, being authentic in Christ and, living that life that gives you the joy of the Lord and all that stuff. Like, it's it's a tougher thing to do. It's mm-hmm. more difficult. But the more you do it, the stronger you get. The more you live like that, like, the easier it is, the right. better you get at living like that. And yeah. then you see the benefits of it. And you see that it's, you know, taste and see that it's good and all that yes. stuff. Right. And I think that's, that's in, like, every aspect of our life. Yeah. Like, if you go back and you listen to the first song you ever wrote, yeah. Right. And then, li- good. <laughs> <laughs> and then listen to what you do now. Yeah. It was a progress. Yeah. Like you put in the work over and over and over again. You kept kept working at it, kept working at it. And then now the your fruits are being shown there. Same way as, a, you know, as a, a baby Christian that we're not going to get it done right the first time. And it might seem difficult, but the more that we work at it, the easier it gets, the more that we understand uh, music theory, the more we understand whatever it is, the more we understand um, biblical theory and all those things, it becomes easier, it becomes uh, better, yeah. it becomes more palatable, palatable mm-hmm. um, and all of those things. So anything, education, right? You work, you get degrees. And mm-hmm. every every degree that you get is a little bit tougher. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit tougher, but at the end of the day, you get rewarded by it, by whatever it may be. If it's a a different job, it pays more money, or or, or more satisfying job, or whatever it may be. Um, you know, they they say the juice is worth the squeeze. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think as in in Christianity, that's definitely one of the things that the juice is definitely worth the squeeze um, when you work at it. Yeah, and then I think you got to. Remember that it's a process. Like so, your coworkers that are saying, "I don't know how you do that." You know, I'm, when you were first saved, I'm sure you probably wouldn't be able to deal with that much 
stress and whatever, right. you know, the way you do now. Uh, like if if you saw somebody who was really strong go bench 350 pounds, you go, I don't know how you could do that. It's like, well, he didn't just suddenly start right. benching 350 pounds. Right. Like it took him a long time to get there. You yeah. know? That's right. So anyway. I yeah. think the, the discipleship. Work that out. Yeah. I think discipleship is something uh, key that we have to, we need to do because um, – Somebody told me, and it might have been Pastor Pastor Ron, but he says, you don't know it until you can teach it. Yeah. You know? And that's true. So when you're discipling somebody, it's not only for their sake, but um, they're going to come up with questions. And when you begin to be able to, to teach those things, uh, then you know that it's inside of you. Yeah. You know, when you're able to um, know it, recall it, teach it, understand what the word is saying um i think that's that's key i was um doing a bible study with brother calvin and you know i've always uh studied the word different ways you know normally as a pastor and it's not it's not always good and correct but you're studying the word uh for for a message you know because especially when you're teaching every week it's it's like you're um you know, pastors are doing Sunday morning. They're teaching on a Wednesday night, uh, and they're might even be held up like a, a Bible study or something, or discipling somebody else. So <clears throat> there's a lot of things going on. Uh, but Brother Calvin was just like, "Hey, let's let's do it different," you know. And then so we we got into some like deep Bible studies where we're finding out like every aspect of the who the people are. And what they're going through at the time and what they just came out of and what God's about to send them into before we even get into the scripture, mm. right? Yeah. Who the people are, where they came from, what's, who, who, who are their, um, their past relatives and different things like that. That way, when, you, when, when God is inspiring uh, the, the letters as these people are writing it, now you understand, oh, that's why they're mm-hmm. saying this. Yeah. And then it becomes, the word becomes uh, living to you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a living word that can get inside of you and be able to uh, mold and shape your heart instead of a dead word that is just knowledge. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a super important. Now, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those things you're going to get through a chapter a day. No. Um, not very effectively. No, no, no. But at the end of the day, you can turn that around and you can teach that, mm-hmm. you know, because you understand it and you know it. And then that's how you go, man, how did he How did he tie that back into that other book over there? And how did he, how, how do they know that, you know, because they did that work. And was able to tie those two books in before they even got into the word that they were about to read. Um, So that's pretty interesting. Um, But good Bible study. I think that we need to do do a little bit more in-depth Bible study. And Sandra and I are about to kind of do some some of those things together. And I think it's going to be good. So we have to obey. We have to believe what... Who God is, what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that um, when we get saved... You know, we're going to sin, but we have a new nature. Yeah. But the old nature is still going to uh, rear its ugly heads at times. Still there. Still there. Still going. The devil ain't going to leave you alone. Um, But we have to understand that we're never going to be perfect. The goal is perfection, but we'll never obtain perfection. Right. On earth. Not on this side. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, And then we have to understand what the Bible says. And obey above obey the things that God, and then the last one for me would probably be um, to be an authentic Christian. Show me who your friends are, and I show you who you are. Mm, that's good, you know, um, because if you're saying you're an authentic Christian and you're not you're not fellowshipping with Christians, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to like ask some questions. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, who are you hanging out with? What are you doing? Because if you're constantly doing things of the world, then you're living in the world. Yeah. You know, you're you're not fellowshipping with the, the Christians that can hold you accountable, that can discipleship you, that that understands the things that you've been through or 
or you that you can disciple or they can disciple you. So uh, it's just that, that you know, that sh- show me your your, uh, your your five most friends and I can tell you who exactly who you are. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say there's a difference between like uh, who your close friends, like who you hang out with on Friday night or whatever. But like, like let's say I have a ministry and I spend a lot of time with drug addicts or, uh, you know, whatever, whoever, insert lost person. Here. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, there's a difference between like spending time with them, preaching to them or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. as opposed to. Throwing back a few beers on a yeah. right. Friday night like, at the yeah. local bar. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to be like, hey, you you spend a lot of time with a lot of meth addicts. What's going on? Well, with show, me your teeth, yeah. show me your teeth, bro. Show me your teeth. There's a difference, and I think it's Bro, you kind of look at homeless today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think definitely. I think. Um, you know, we have to have people in our life that holds us accountable. Yeah. But don't, don't lie to yourself about it. You know, a lot yeah. of people right. do that. You know, That's I'm just, right. I'm, I'm being a light for these people yes. and you ain't doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> man. And that, got, that got me in trouble early on. Yeah. Um, you but know, at the same time, somebody's got to do it. You know, somebody's so. got to do it, but you got to know where you are in your walk. Mm-hmm. And right. early on, um, you can't. You know, yeah. Early on, it needs to be more about you, you know, yeah. and less about other people. I think I tell a lot of people when they first get uh, when they first get saved, it's time to be selfish. Yeah, you know, let's work on you for a while, and then when we get we get to a certain point, then we can start um, going back and looking at your friends. Yeah, you know, but we have to get selfish at some point because we spent so much time worrying about what other people thought. What other people think? What am I wearing and how they looking at me? Or am I I'm dressing the right way? Am I am I using the right language and am I partying the right way? And all these outside influences of the world have controlled our actions for so long. Mm-hmm. Now to erase those things and do a now, 180 degree turn. Don't do a 360 because then go right way. Yeah, Everybody yeah. always says, God, turn 360. Yeah. Well, you go going by the same direction. 180. <laughs> All um, the math geeks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's time to be, it's time to be selfish. Yeah. Let's, let's be selfish. I, I mean, I tell a lot of people, I mean, tell everybody, be selfish. There's certain times in our life that we have to be selfish. And that's when you're, we're trying to make that 180 degree turn. The word selfish makes it sound weird, but. I'm, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to you want to help people, like, how are you going to help them if you can't help yourself? You know, right. if you're uh, making those same mistakes constantly that you're trying to help them with, you know, you're probably not going to be that much help yeah. helping them out. We were talking earlier and I just told her, you know, we have a, a, a mutual friend and um, family member and we were just talking about like she's hurt. You know, mm-hmm. she's hurt real bad and she's she's making certain comments and um, you can tell that she's hurt. Yeah, and she was just like twenty twenty two. I'm not holding back, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's always those I ain't, I'm not. I, I'm not lying no more. I'm gonna keep it one hundred and all this oh, stuff. And I'm man. just like hurt people. Hurt people. I say those people posting. Oh, dude, I hate it so much. You see people post <laughs> like uh, dumb love social media posts. If he doesn't treat you like the. the like all that kind of stuff, uh, and those are the people that are like the worst relationship. People oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. yeah. You're yeah, the last person who needs to be giving it's advice. Always the one here. who's been like divorced a few times. Yeah, yeah. This is, that is always in some kind of drama relationship, and they're it's. Oh man! Anytime, as soon as you start seeing people post that stuff, I'm always like, "Oh, what's up? What's going down?" They're, they're going through <laughs> they're something. Putting yeah, it out yeah. there. And, yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah, that's for sure. But you know, like they say, the hurt people hurt people, heal people. Heal people. Yeah. You know, if you can't get into a situation in your life that where you're healed, it's hard for you to go out there and help people to get their healing. You yeah. know, uh, if you're f- still fighting some of those demons and, uh, you know, we're we're all going to deal with some th- certain things, but we have to get to the certain point where God has uh, restored a lot of things in our life and, and, and uh, has healed a lot of the, uh, the wounds and they become scars. And I think that's, Really, one of those things that we're gonna, we're we're going to be scarred for the rest of our life. Like we go through things, and it's going to change the way we think, and it's going to change the way we um, look at certain things and situations. Uh, but at the same time, those 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 wounds turn to scars, you know, and they heal up, and sometimes they're ugly. But um, 
we can move forward. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's those open wounds that really um, are where we fight from. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you could give um, if you could give somebody like uh, some suggestions or uh, what it really for you to be authentic and to have fun while you're doing it, what would you say? Uh, to do it and have fun. <clears throat> well, first, be authentic is more important than having fun. <laughs> so I would say first, uh, like you said, kind of be selfish in the sense of, you know, take care of yourself first. So read your Bible, make sure you're going to church, you're surrounding yourself with good people that are going to be able to build you up and help you answer some of these questions you're going to have and all that. Uh, you know, practice what you preach, kind of all that kind of stuff. Um, and then to have fun, you know, don't don't take things too seriously. Don't be too uh, don't put don't put a lot of rules on yourself that God didn't do. You know, because a lot of, I think a lot of people do. They put all these regulations on you. <clears throat> Another thing people don't understand uh, before they come is the freedom of Christ. Um, you know, like I think of like Paul talking about like I can eat whatever I want. You know, but if just read that today, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's good. Uh, one of the things my grandpa always says that's always stuck with me is, uh, you do your part and God will do his part. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'd say. And you? Um, well, I agree with everything he, he said. Um, I would just say, you know, be real, reach out, um, find the, the people that you're, you can trust that you can go to someone who's you know, kind of been walking this out a little longer than you and, you know, just be honest about the struggles and things that you're going through and uh, just stay grounded and and realize, like he said, that, you know, just because you've made this decision and and you decided to walk this out, it's not going to be easy. Troubles are still going to come. Things are still going to happen. And you just need to always, you know, continue to rely on God and, and put your faith in him that he's going to walk you through it and um, just feed your spiritual man, you know, always stay in your word and pray. And at first it's easier to just go to a church and just be there. Every time the church doors are open, you know, be there mm-hmm. and um, and recognize that it. this is a long it's not like a quick marathon type thing or you're not going to get it right the first fill in the blank hundred times. I mean, really, we all fail. We all make mistakes. We all handle things the wrong way. We all do something that we're not proud of, you know, but just always recognize that there's no condemnation, meaning, you know, God's going to love you. You just regardless, you know. You go cast your cares on him, ask him to forgive you, and, and he lets you start fresh uh, every single day. And just know that um, he's not like us human people that keep record of wrong and mm-hmm. never forget and yeah. always bring things up. He forgives you, he loves you, and he says, let's keep going from here. So yeah. just rely on that. On that. <clears throat> and I to further address the um, and how do you still have fun? Uh, part, um, I would say find some uh, some strong believers that are around your same age group that have similar interests as you. You know, so if you're into basketball or whatever, find some people in the church that like basketball or whatever. Um, and yeah, similar age group because um, it's a lot easier to spend uh, fellowship time with people around your own age that are a little more um, dealing with some of the same stuff you're dealing with and all that kind of stuff. That's good. I think so. We've talked a lot about relationships. A lot of this deals with relationships with with people. It takes relationships for uh, you to be authentic, especially when you're coming from uh, maybe a place where you've been told being authentic or being 100, like they say on the streets, is a place where uh, – it's all lies, mm-hmm. right? You know, when I was coming up on the streets, it was all about being authentic. But everything they taught you was lies. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, that could be like a, a stepping, you know, a stumbling block for a lot of people where they're coming from this one thing that says, oh, you have to be 
just be truthful to yourself and be truthful to one another. But where they just came from, truthful, all that stuff was a lie. So, um, so having that, you know, those relationships is key. But what we're seeing right now, and especially since COVID, is a lot of, and I think some of the like bigger churches have been doing this for a while, even before COVID. Is we have a lot of online church, mm-hmm. and um, I think a lot of what we're talking about is difficult when you're, um, you know, you're a computer church. Mm-hmm. You know how like how do you do this when you're a computer church? Uh, and, I, and we're kind of getting into like a, a weird place in um, in culture right now, where you're having all these like virtual um, everything, virtual everything. <laughs> so when when is it when uh, when we put these these goggles on and we're sitting in sitting in a worship service somewhere, yeah. you know, with the VR headset, yeah, with the VR headset. Um, that's crazy. Which is like, if you can't make it and you're crippled and stuff, like, what an experience. Yeah. Right? But if you're fine and you need to be part of these relationships, like, I mean, like, unless you go to, like, the VR, you know, coffee shop afterwards and hang out with your <laughs> VR friends, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just, it's, it's going to kind of get in one of those weird positions. Um, so I would, I, I really like, like, listen, we do live stream and I think it's important to reach the ones that they're not able, but I personally, I don't look at our live stream numbers and go, we got to get them up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think our live stream numbers is like, man, we got to get these things down and get people back <laughs> in church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, yeah. um, some of the, the greatest people I met in the, my long term friends are because of the fellowship and the relationships that I've built in church, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So if you're one of those guys and you're a keyboard warrior and you're out there and all you do is play (laughs) video games and tune in to, you know, whatever. uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're talking about technology and they're listening from their basement in their mom's house. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you do sit around and play games and listen to Refuge Project. Yeah, this is supposed to, you know, you're supposed to listen to this while you're at work, you know, providing for your family, <laughs> yeah, making oh, a yeah. <laughs> While you're cutting the grass. Or yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, it's important that you get out there and you, and you have relationships. And, you know, I think that one thing that it's it's tough to do when, when we first get saved is realize that, uh, this is not a religion. It's a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, religion has rules and boundaries and all these things. Uh, relationships have boundaries, but they're built off love and not, you can't, and you won't. And if you do, there's all these consequences and you're, and, and, and at the same time, there, there is some of that stuff in, in you know, and um, being a Christian. I mean, you're not going to get, you're not going to go through life without having to, uh, what is it, really to uh, just do whatever you want and expect there's no consequences, yeah. right? Um, if if you if you want the joy and the happiness and the and the to the grace. And all those things, like there's work to be done, and we all have to get the to put in the work to get what we where we want to go. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And the rule, the rules uh, that Christianity bring, it's it makes your life better. And once you experience it, you know you kind of get a better grasp on it. Like, you know, don't murder. Wouldn't it be better if we weren't murdering each other? Don't steal. Isn't it yeah, better right. that we're not robbing each other? Don't commit adultery. You don't think your relationships would be better if you weren't committing adultery all the time? Don't right. lie. That would be, you know, it's put God first. Put him first and see what happens, That's you know? That's right. So, anyway, once you start kind of living that way, you, you're able to understand a little better. It's not like these, uh, they're not restrictions on your life. They're more... They make They're it better. They're there to enhance, you know? yeah, enhance yeah. your life. That's good. Well, let's leave it right there at that. I mean, I think that was that's a good. Um, it, if you know somebody out there that's to, to, that's trying to um, navigate these things right now and, and trying to figure out who they are in Christ and where they're where they're wanting to go and and these different things and um, you know, I think that people that out there, there's I know people out there that 
can't have fun as a Christian because they feel like they're going to disappoint God. Mm. You know, they're going to, they're, they're not living out the, the walk that God has for them. And I think, and I could be totally wrong, but I think that we're going to get to, to heaven. And I've said this on this podcast before. And God's like, I gave you dominion over the whole world. Yeah. Why didn't you have fun with it? Mm -hmm. You know, stay within these, you know, stay within these guidelines. And I think that's what the Bible is. These guidelines, stay within these guidelines, have fun, be true to who you are, be true to who I am and have fun with it. You know, swim with the dolphins. Yes. Right. Have, uh, have lots of kids and populate the earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Multiply. Yeah. All in good time. That's right. That's right. All in good time. Um, but I think that um, when we do that, uh, there's joy in all of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there's joy in, in all of it. I like going to the beach and 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 enjoying God's creations. Even Galveston. I mean, even could, Galveston. Even Galveston. <laughs> Man, we've had some yeah, good, Galveston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've had some very good date weekends in Galveston. Sure yeah, sure. I proposed on a. The beach in Galveston. Yeah. I mean, Actually, I guess it was technically Bolivar, but uh, yeah, you know. Bolivar's right down the road from us. Uh, yeah, we didn't get in the water. I mean, that's another <laughs> level there. <laughs> if I go to the beach, I'm getting in the water. It doesn't really matter what the beach is. I'm yeah. just like I'm getting in. Not any higher yeah. than the ankles. That's it. We go to Galveston and then go to Moody Gardens where they have all the clean water. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just pay our ticket and go over there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so. I get in and I sprint into the water until you can't sprint anymore. That's how I get in the ocean mm-hmm. every time, no matter where. No. Yeah. I run yes. through all the waves. There's no like ease in. Doesn't matter what the temperature is. I don't feel it before you just go and you jump in. That's good. And that's the best way to do it at the beach. Do it next time. You'll have a good time. That's right. Be authentically wet. That's right. Jump in. Just jump in. The water's good. It's good. All right, guys. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next week. We love you. This is The Refuge Project.